When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Gonna take it. Got it! Boston wins! Two legends in basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's get right to it. Welcome to another episode of the Ryan and Goodman podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He is Bob Ryan, and uh, we've got plenty to talk about, Bob. But I want to I want to start on kind of a somber note. And uh, you and I are obviously here in Boston, and uh, we lost one of um, a rising young star in the game of basketball, and that is Terrence Clark, uh, who passed away last week uh, in a car accident out in L.A. Um, I don't, I didn't know him well, Bob, but I knew him well enough. I watched him play plenty. I had talked to him um, on several occasions, including about a year and a half ago. My wife, uh, my daughter, and I drove up to Brewster Academy uh, mm-hmm. and watched uh, him playing a game and talked to him for about 15 minutes afterwards. And mm-hmm. uh, just really, really, really sad, Bob, because he was a kid who, you know, had the world in front of him, talented, talented kid. And, and, you know, what I tweeted when he passed was, and it's true, he always kind of had that smile on his face. And, and he was a kid that uh, genuinely enjoyed uh, talking to people, whether it was media, whether it was fans, whoever it was, and kind of embraced the fact that, you know, he was a star coming out of Boston and, and not many guys. We haven't seen a lot of, of, of really good players come out of inner city Boston uh, over the last decade or so. And, and he was going to be that guy. And he kind of embraced that. So, uh, really, really sad news uh, for Terrence Clark, and uh, obviously condolences to to his family. Um, I met his mother, uh, met his his younger brother, and some of the people close to him. So, uh, again, just I, I still, you know, have the the Boston Globe uh, story from the day after he passed, and it's here on my desk, and it still hasn't hit me. You know, nineteen years old, and again, the world at, at his fingertips, and he had just put out a, a tweet the previous day that he had signed with Rich Paul and clutch sports and, and, and was, you know, out in LA training for the draft. What struck me was, as you've alluded to his embracing of the Boston idea that he viewed himself as an ambassador of Boston basketball. And he wanted to spread a gospel that there were good basketball players in Boston. He was aware of the history to a degree, apparently of, you know, uh, 
if you if you've mentioned the name Jimmy Walker to him, it would mean something. At least that's what my impression. And and that that is an interesting young man in that regard. Um, I didn't know him. I I only know the numbers. I, I I can't honestly say that I remember him from any time I saw Kentucky. Kentucky wasn't as visible in the last last year as they have been. You know, for yeah, as we know for fifty years it was, but. All right. And I, I wondered why there, he was smart to even put out in for the draft and all that. I didn't know. Him. Um, but the reaction was just extraordinary. And, and I, so I'm very impressed with the, the impact that he had in his young life on other people. It's a positive impact and, and, and the good vibes he left behind. That's why the nature of his death is so disturbing, so annoying, so wasted, so yeah. awful. Uh, uh, you know, he, he obviously was at fault, you know, there was nobody else to blame uh, if for reckless driving. It's, it's just, it's so sad, you know, because he, if he had so much to offer, but anyway, um, you know, I, 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 but you know, that's what, it just drives me crazy to think that it was also needless, you know, and, and that, but uh, he certainly left a, a, an image of a positive image behind. Yeah. Wow. All the players, all the players who came out and tweeted about him and, you know, I'll remember the conversation again that I had uh, with with my daughter Talia afterwards, and it was it was kind of right outside the locker room uh, at Brewster Academy, and mm-hmm. I've, I've been there. I go there every year mm-hmm. and, and used to cover recruiting, so I know their coach Jason Smith well. And I had known Terrence. I had actually thought about, and we had talked about doing kind of a series um, with Terrence, mm-hmm. and, and you know, every month kind of went, you know, checking in with him and seeing his recruitment and really leading up to going to college and we never ended up doing it. And I feel bad that we didn't, mm-hmm. but I, I remember after the game, you know, it, he didn't play great defensively. And, you know, I I've always kind of taken it upon myself now as I've gotten older, not to lie to these kids in high school and, and try to be honest with them coming out of there. Cause so many people do lie to them and, and say, Hey, you should have gotten more shots. Even when they didn't yeah. play well, right. You play great. Well, like uh, that's not me. So after the game, I said to him, I said, hey, man, you, you know, you got to be better defensively. And, you know, I, I think you got to be a better leader for this team, too. You're kind of the guy that they all look to. And, you know, the one thing I'll, I'll give him a ton of credit for, he didn't roll his eyes. He didn't turn the other way. You know, he just looked at me and he was like, you know what, you're right. You're right. I'm going to try to do a better job of it. And he, he knew he had maturing to do, uh, but I, I think he, he was going to do it. And, and I think, again, um, this is a kid who a lot of things came easy to him growing up. He was that good. He was that talented. And, and I think he had a chance to be a star in the NBA. And, you know, I'd see him after Celtics games, Bob, and he'd be talking to Jalen Brown and Jason yeah. Tatum and Kemba. And those guys knew him. And Yeah, they knew him, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they didn't just know him. They knew him. And, and, and I think he wanted to soak in as much knowledge as he could. And, again, it just it, – it's so sad, and it does – Listen, it, it is a teaching moment for a lot of kids. Um, they conveyed yeah. all this to Brad Stevens because he, Brad, Brad was really shaken up after the game and, and admitted that he didn't know him, but he felt as if he did. And obviously that means that he was getting the input from his players that did know him. Yeah. And uh, so, no, it's, it's a, any look, any time a young life is taken, we know it's sad. We know we, we all have that, that, that feeling. It's, it, it, you know, the, so it's, 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 a, it's this one happens to hit home because he's a Boston kid and we both very proprietary toward Boston. And, um, you know, I'm, um, so we, my condolences, of course, to the family and, 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 uh, you know, it's just, but the, I just hope, you know, that, 
the, the fact that the nature of his death uh, it strikes home with these with all kids. Yeah, you know, don't don't speak. I mean, we've all not, done it. There's nothing to do with being an athlete. It has to do with you know when you get behind that wheel, you can't you can't go crazy. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, all right, on, on to uh, a, a little bit uh, brighter things, mm. and we'll talk about another. Uh, former Kentucky player, somebody who's done an unbelievable job and now has help in Phoenix, and that is Devin Booker. Oh, yes. Uh, it, it felt like he's been doing it by himself the last couple of years, and obviously he was overmatched as a young, prolific scorer in the league. Now he's got some help uh, by the name of Chris Paul. And, man, that, that duo right now, you know, they ended the Knicks uh, winning streak last night. Not only that, but they, they've got a team right now that I think is capable capable of going deep in the playoffs and maybe maybe to the nba finals i mean we have a recent analogy would be last year's miami heat in terms of the level that you view them at a certain point in time and and then look and see what they were able to accomplish and i think they maxed out right they maxed out that was a tremendous achievement if, if the Suns can emulate that, it would be a tremendous achievement. I, I still am hesitant to go that far. I, I will certainly put them in a the category of a tough out. They're going to be a tough out. They're, they're serious. I, I've, I watched them the other day, and, and you know, there's no question that they're, 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 they're a serious team. And, by the way, oh, and everybody's got injury and sickness and those we know that. But the fact is that their depth will be improved. I, I assume that they will get Crowder and Syrett back eventually. And they're playing without them right now. Um, and they're going to need further depth, I think. But the Chris Paul phenomenon, I think we've talked about this a little bit. Uh, uh, I, I have the mea culpa. It goes all the way back to his, when he was at Wake Forest. Because I saw him and I wasn't that dazzled. I, I never, ever would have projected Chris Paul into a Hall of Fame player, one of the great handful of point guards yeah. of all time, which he is, uh, when I saw him in college. I'm sorry, I didn't see it. I Great, you know. But... Anyway, what he's done with the and, and the impact he's had, we can't even imagine what the what the, the locker room impact is, what the what the mentor impact is. With you know, we, we assumed it's it's got a lot to do with everything that's happening with Phoenix. In addition to the tangible fact that the guy can still play at a high high level, as the Knicks found out in the last minute or so of the game last night. <laughs> so, isn't um, it amazing that the 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 two teams right now with the best records? Um, in, in the West are the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns. Like if you, and, and I know part of it is due to injuries. Obviously we know LeBron and AD have played. And the, the Clippers, I feel like though, have been so under the radar this season. Like yeah. has anybody really talked about the, like no, I feel like the Clippers, everybody's sleeping. They're better off that way. There's no doubt. Yeah, no, they're right. You're right. There's, they're, they're quietly skulking, you know, around and, and, you know, they're going to be hurt. Well, you know, they're going to be hurt from, there's no doubt. Right. They're, they're, but, but the focus has been on, on Utah all year from start, you know, and start to finish. And so start to this point, I mean, and, and of course Phoenix and, but the Phoenix, you have to go back to the bubble and the eight, no. And, and, and yeah. the fact that it, 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 it meant something, I think there was no doubt. And, uh, but you mentioned Booker, you know, I love, we love talking about Booker. I, I go back, I'm sorry. I'm holding John Calipari responsible to eternity for not playing him more. They would have won. John, you would have had another championship. You had to play those Harrison twins. Really? Oh, really? It was Tell Booker and Eulis. It was both. Remember the kid, Tyler Eulis was better than the Harrison twins for that team. And instead 
He was he was somehow married to playing too many guys. Oh, uh, and the Harrison twins. This, he was so proud of himself. And I speak as a friend, as a good acquaintance of John. I like John. I mean, a, so believe me, I'm not. But I'm. But boy, Booker, he's he's an elite player. <laughs> Period. He's an elite player. He's well, a, they fit together, right? I mean, that's the thing with his son's team, that James yeah. Jones, which I didn't think ever he would figure this thing out. I mean, his drafting has been uh, head scratching to some degree, taking Cam Johnson really high when people thought he was a second rounder. He took him in the, like the middle of the first round. But ultimately, you, you had Booker, you, you inherited Booker, who's an elite level player. You drafted Aiton, who again, now you look back on it and say, well, you shouldn't have drafted Aiton. But ultimately, he's still a pretty, pretty darn talented big. So you've got your point guard, your wing, and your big, and you filled it in with guys like Mikel Bridges, who can really score, three and D guy, and, and Cam Johnson, who can really shoot. And you've just got the, and those guys know their role. They yeah. accept their role. Jay Crowder, when he comes back, will accept his role. But ultimately, Chris Paul, I, I don't know if you guys and I, you, we've talked about this much, but I don't—I really haven't gotten along with Chris Paul over the last few years. We'll, we'll tell that story at some other time. Yeah, okay. Um, it, it was involving a story I wrote on him and, and Donald Sterling uh, years ago. But I respect the hell out of him because – what Chris Paul does is he brings it every single game, every single practice, no matter what he conducts himself. Like he goes on the court and it's game seven of, of the NBA finals, no matter when he goes on the court. And I think that rubs off on these other guys, yeah. you know, Devin Booker, you can't take a day off. You've got to show up every single day where maybe when he was younger, like he didn't know who were, who were his role models, who were his leaders to learn that from. So I, I think, Ultimately, that's where Chris Paul, um, it, it comes into play as much as anything. However, however, Bob, as we know, the knock on Chris Paul has been what? Just they, they, they don't fans, he never gets deep in the playoffs. Right. right. Can do it? Is it going to be the same old story, Bob? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, to, to be continued, we don't know. But but right now, based on what they, the way they're playing now, you'd have to say that, that they're – Nobody's going to be looking forward to playing the Phoenix Suns in the playoffs. No. That's all. Period. No, and you're, that, you're... That's, that's a measure of respect, and, and that, that's, that's very good. The Ryan and Goodman Podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I feel like it's it's now where we didn't think it was going to be this way, but now we're looking at, you know, what do we got? Three weeks left in the season, something like that. Yeah, right. And LeBron's still not on the court. And are we are we now at a point of of, or, or do we just think he's going to come back in the next couple of weeks? And and now again, like LeBron's not young anymore, so I don't know. Is it going to take him more time? Is he going to be back to what he was again? Or you know, KD's done it right. KD has been the model of like he's not as old as LeBron. But he's he's in his early 30s, and he's just come back from major injuries, like oh. like nothing happened. Yeah. Well, he's a 
he is a phenomenon uh, in that regard. And I, I got myself in, in, and set off a little Twitter thing, which is, I deliberately did it on purpose to see what kind of reaction. Did KD come at you? Did KD tweet oh, No, no, no. I, I was praise, praising him. I said that some people, there's a certain few people that for whom the game looks so natural and easy, it flows out of them. And Kevin Durant is such a player. And I can't think of another one. Oh, well, now all these, the, and I mean it, yeah. not the way I'm speaking. And I, I, you have to, the game just seems so not, no hurried movements ever, no rush, no muss, so no smooth. fuss. So yeah, smooth. It's flowing, yeah. you know. All right, people come up, you know, the names I got, Iceman. Uh, you know, all right, that's not too, the, the game, I, I can understand you saying that. Yep. Uh, but other, somebody, uh, the people say, oh, Steph. Hey, all that dribble, 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 that's work. I'm right. sorry. That's exactly. that, that's his game. A lot of that's herky, work. jerky. Right. 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 That's work. And and uh, that's and I'm not an that's not an insult. Right. And it doesn't mean to imply that Chris that, that Kevin Durant doesn't work hard. He makes it look easy. Yeah. The game is just, just well, he so can dribble, he can take one dribble uh, and he gets it and just rise up. Yeah, I mean it's just he just floats, yeah. you know. Uh, if you want to go, there's a guard in history that I used to say he doesn't jump, he levitates, okay? That that would fit this description in his time. Yeah. Dave Bing. Dave yeah. Bing had that capacity, okay, really? among guards. And very few guards. Guards can't have it. They right. got to dribble. They got to do that. But Dave Bing did. You know, he was an off the – and he was, a, he was a, a hybrid. You know, he was not really a – he was a, a – a, either he was a point guard who could shoot or he was a, a two yeah. who could make a pass. He was a player. You know, but anyway, he was beautiful, a graceful, beautiful player. KD, like KD is like who's he's like so him? unique. He's so unique as a player. Like people want to, you know. I, I talked to him a few years ago about this, and I said, "I'm like, you know, don't you feel like you've changed the game for for big men?" And he didn't even realize it at that point. I'm like, "Well, every big," I said, "You've kind of hurt the game in a way because every <laughs> big man wants to go out and shoot threes now." And then I think I was talking to him a little bit and, and we're talking about Dirk. Dirk yeah, was Dirk. kind of the first guy like that. And yep. he was, but Dirk didn't have what KD had. I mean, come on, not even close in terms oh, of. Right. Dirk's got his own niche. Right. Dirk, right. Dirk, Dirk's got the step back. Dirk, Dirk has his own niche. Yeah. Uh, this is Kevin Durant's niche to me, you know, among all. And it's, all, it's, and it's just, a, it's just an aesthetic argument it has nothing to do with substance. People, right. Don't understand. You know, so maybe I should have just forgot the whole thing, but it was fine. Anyway, anyway, he came back and he got 33 points in 28 minutes and he made it look like, yeah, what injury? What, right. what, what rest? What he, oh, it was stunning. Well, you me. wonder now if, if, if he and a lot of these players, especially in, in the last year or so are saying to themselves, all right, you know what? And, and watching Kawhi do it a little bit. Like, I'm not going out there unless I'm 100% now. I'm, I'm not putting myself at risk. I understand the end game, which is the postseason in my career, where, you know, back in the 80s, what would guys have done? They would have played through everything. They did. A lot of guys just played through everything. It didn't matter what the injury, uh, unless they absolutely couldn't. But if they were banged up, if they could get out there, they got out there. There was no discussion about it. You just did. And, you know, it's, it's – and I – the sport, of course, where it's crazy, it's football, you know, where, where, where this mentality had, you know, as, as we matured in life, it had to change. But basketball had a, a measure of it. And they used to kid about baseball players, you know, because they didn't seem to have that 
you know, that, that capacity, the way, as a rule, you know, with where you, and with football and hockey, you, you have to like have Like a that. hangnail. It's like a hangnail, <laughs> Bob, and, and, and baseball players are out for weeks. Yeah, but you had to have that mentality. But, but anyway, um, people are more aware now, I think, and I, and, and, and I, think, they, I think it's rational. I, I, I have no problem with this. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, and the got to suck it up all the way to to a degree. Fine, but and in, in this in this uh, regular season, no. It's worked. It's worked for a lot of these guys, and they see it working for Kawhi. And you know, again, we'll see what happens with LeBron coming back here, and when he comes back. I mean, Anthony Davis probably came back at the right time, right? I mean, he's going to have a month. Apparently, he's, he's he, uh, he had a good game yep. uh, last evening uh, after his initial. Obviously, he didn't shoot well the first day, but you know, I didn't. But he, they, they did. But he had, he had an impact at the defensive end. Um, I, I know for a fact in that game, and uh, you know he, that that was not that came right. He came right, bring brought that right back to the table. Um, oh, he's an extraordinary player, you know. So, but you, you're alluding earlier about LeBron. Hey, the 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 Lakers are going to enter the playoffs as a mystery guest, yeah. and to a degree, so are the Nets. Which is going to make this, you know, the the, the that's good. They're Intriguing. going to be two big questions when we enter. You know, right now the net the clock's ticking, and the Nets have had those three guys together for seven games. That's all we know so far, and and the clock is ticking as we uh, winding down toward the end of the regular season. So you know, there's no certainty there. Well, and the Lakers, I mean, if they stay where they're at, they'll they'll get a Denver team that won't yeah. have Jamal Murray. Won't have Murray in the first round. Yeah. So you know, you get a little fortunate here if, if yeah. you get LeBron back soon. You, you get them, and then you get Utah in in the second round potentially. I don't know. I mean, I, I just feel like looking at it, like who are you still scared of if LeBron's LeBron and AD's AD? Are you scared of anybody? I mean, is anybody yeah. capable of really knocking them off? Well, or is everybody capable well, of knocking? Think, them but there'll off? be. Well, I think it's more possibly that. Uh, uh, I I think we're going to find there's going to be pressure on Utah. They finished with the best record. You know, now I don't know how much the pressure is going to be, uh, you know, local or, 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 or just general basketball world community pressure. But, you know, OK, you did what you did. Fine. Now, let's, you know, I think they'll be, you know, the, the, see how they react to that. Uh, so if you if you have to handicap, handicap the West to me right now. Give me your, your the Bob Ryan power <laughs> rankings right uh, now in the West. Well, I would have to say Utah won. Uh, you know, uh, all right. So going into the playoffs, you're telling me. Well, I, I you're telling I'm, me. Wait, 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 wait. Bet your house on it, Bob Ryan. Bet your right, house right now, on it. Okay. No. Who's your money on? All right. Of of the known quantities, Clippers. Clippers won. Yeah. Okay. All Two. Right. Well. It, depending on health, though, obviously. I said the Lakers are a mystery guest. So but, you're going uh, Lakers too. As long as LeBron think, comes back, Lakers are too. Yeah. And okay. then I have to go. Then I got to go. Uh, you know, I, I would love, I would have gone Denver if, you know, but, but you can't do that. So we got to go with Utah then. You know, we got to, I don't know how deep I want to go with this. I'm, I'm, I'm I haven't. Uh, you want to go Phoenix four? Um, I'm just want to think if I'm, if I'm ignoring someone that I shouldn't be ignoring. Uh, um, but no, I not mean, Portland. No. Dallas. No, no, not Dallas, not, not, no. All right, so I'll go, yeah, I'll go. Dallas or Denver? Yeah, well, Denver with, with Murray, I would have had, I might have had them too, but. All right, so that's your, that's your West Conference power rankings, one through four. We got Clippers, Lakers, Utah, Phoenix. Now do it in the East, Bob. Do it in the East. One (laughs) through four. I mean, the Nets are such a, I'll I'll go Nets. I'll say it's going to happen. 
Nets. I, uh, Nets. I'll go Nets, Sixers, Milwaukee, Miami. Yeah. Yeah. I listen, I'm kind of with you on that one. Like I don't have a I don't have a problem with these. I would still say one for me in the West. As long as LeBron's on the floor, <laughs> I'm going I'm going Lakers in front of Clippers. Now again, you need to see it, but I'm assuming I'm assuming he's going to be back with, you know, a week under his belt and LeBron's LeBron. Yeah. I don't you know, and, and I do think it's going to be again like you know, health is going to determine this year as much as anything who we said it last year, right? Like the Lakers were healthy when it mattered last year, yeah, they were healthy. Most of the teams were, were actually healthy down the stretch last year when it mattered. I don't know if that's going to be the case this year. I feel like this year is just different. Maybe oh, guys are pacing themselves. Um, it just seems like more guys are, are banged up, taking, you know, taking time off. I mean, I'm actually up, you know, and Simmons just came back last night after a, a lengthy, you know, and so he's, he's got to get back in. I, you know, no, it's, it, it, it's going to be a lot of, There'll be some some weird stuff will happen there, but I want to see what happens to Utah if, if pressure if they get down 0-2 or three one or something. I just don't uh, trust them. Yeah, I mean they got they got to show us. I, I just don't I don't trust them. I I, I can't <laughs> believe they're forty four and seventeen. Like I I can't. I just don't. But again, so much of it this year is about well, the, a team like Utah is playing like every game matters, and they've had they've had their guys for the most part this year. Yeah. Uh, now Mitchell. Where, Mitchell's a big key, obviously. Again, I I just – I don't – like, seven-game series, who are you taking, Phoenix or Utah? Like, aren't you taking Phoenix? No? Well, they're fresh in my mind. Uh, You know, that even they lost to the Nets, but that was a good game for about, you know, 40 minutes. And then the Nets asserted themselves. And then Phoenix won won in New York last night. I mean, I would – yeah, that's a toss-up. Yeah, I'll go Phoenix. In my West Coast power rankings, I'll go mm-hmm. Lakers, Clippers, Phoenix, Utah. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm not going to put up a big fuss. I think it's going to be fun, though. I actually look forward to the playoffs this year, and, and I didn't think that would be the case. It's almost like a silver lining in a, in a way that LeBron has been out because if he hadn't been and the <laughs> Lakers are tearing it up, it's just kind of like that, okay, ho-hum, you know, they're going to win another one. They're going to find a way. Now, at least you've got questions there. You've got questions with the Nets because, again, Harden, who knows how he's going to be when he comes back. And, you yep. know, are, are KD and Kyrie enough? And and those dudes, Harden's hurt. We know KD and Kyrie's track record of injuries. You never know if you're going to get them every night. Um, so I, I think, again, you know, you've got a lot of a lot of question marks going into the NBA yep. playoffs. Um I can't wait till it gets here, to be honest. I, I can't wait. Um, <laughs> all right, let, let's. We would have we would have been in them in the better days. We would have been in them. Already. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. This episode of the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn. 2021 is looking up. New beginnings means new opportunities to grow your business. And if part of your strategy is adding new members to your team, well, LinkedIn Jobs finds that right person very quickly to make things better. Your job post is absolutely free. When your business is ready to make that next hire, find the right person with LinkedIn Jobs. And now you can post a job for free when you head over to linkedin.com slash scribe. LinkedIn is an active community of professionals with more than 722 million members worldwide. Getting started is easier than ever with new features to help you find qualified candidates quickly. 
Post a job with targeted screening questions and LinkedIn will quickly get your role in front of more qualified candidates. As functions are streamlined onto one simple screen. And now you can do this from your mobile device. No matter where you are, no matter where the day takes you, that's how LinkedIn Jobs can help you hire the right person faster. And let's face it, a hell of a lot easier, right? When your business is ready to make that next hire, find the right person with LinkedIn Jobs. And now you can post a job for free. Just visit linkedin.com slash scribe. Again, that's linkedin.com slash scribe to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, so uh, what what else? Uh, let, let's talk about a, a little bit about college basketball now. We don't have to go into a lot, but uh, a little bit about the transfer portal and all these kids that are declaring for the draft right now. So you got about... Uh, the number somewhere. I haven't counted it in a week, but it's got to be thirteen hundred plus right now. Scholarship I, kids. I can't. I can't wrap my head around that. I'm sorry. I mean, this whole change in the world, the way the world is now in college basketball, the transfer portal. I. It's, it's hard to wrap my head around how anybody can be comfortable coaching at the high level and in, in that top hundred. Have no choice. You know. I, I know. Not even high level. How about the mid majors? Every yeah, right, yeah when you're being disrupted. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They get plucked. Yeah. So here, here's my question to you. Here's my question to you. And I had a little bit of a conversation with somebody uh, on Twitter last night about this who said, you know, players should have the option to transfer and not sit out, which is the rule now. There's yeah. one time transfer. It's a temporary to... rule, though, right? No, it's going to be forever. It's going to be it, it's going to be in there. Now, you can only do it once in your career. <laughs> Okay, that's the thing. Yeah, that's, okay. Uh, yes, yes, I understand. But you right. can do it at any point. You don't have to sit out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, you know, the, the big thing for me is it's good for the kids, Bob. It's obviously good. Why should the kids have restrictions? I understand that thought process. The only thing I'll say to that is what's good for the kids doesn't necessarily mean it's good for college basketball and, and the fans who are going to have a complete revamp of their team for the most part, other than teams like Belmont who return everybody next year. But, but a lot of teams are going to be completely yeah, new. And the other part of this that people aren't going to talk enough about is with that turnover, which I think is going to be like 50% or above overall in college basketball for every team, you're going to have poor play, poor quality of play early on in the season, maybe, maybe even beyond early. Um, it, it might, it might, lead into the conference play who knows um so I, I just what's good for the kids doesn't mean it's good for college basketball I'm just not comfortable with the whole thing and and I'm wondering what the fallout's going to be and, and even my own personal reaction as you said I'm a fan of the sport it's made a lot to me my two foundation sports on my whole life work of being a sports writer uh were major league baseball and college basketball yep. and as you know I was introduced to the palestra three years before the big five was even formed so uh I, that's the my roots. This a while. yes that's my roots okay yep. and i'm very proprietary toward college basketball and uh uh, uh, uh I, I'm, I'm saddened i'm uncomfortable it, it is been it's it's forever altered and not in a good way this isn't i'm sorry i understand you know uh, the to a degree but i, I would have to say this when you say that you understand the kids have the right to, well, some have more of a right than others. Some, how many of the, what percentage of them, Jeff, do you think? And I'm, I don't expect an answer. I'm being rhetorical here. But what percentage of these transfer kids are simply impatient, uh, unrealistic yeah. about their circumstance and, and 
you know, and, and just didn't have the stick to itiveness they should have had where they were, you know, as opposed to kids who have a really legitimate reason, you know, that they, they need to I want to transfer. I'd like to know the answer because I, 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 I'm not comfortable with this at all. You know what the crazy part is, is that there are a bunch of players now, believe it or not, that transferred like a kid named Kevin Marfo. He was a Quinnipiac transferred to Texas A&M. And now he's transferring back to Quinnipiac. There are like seven or eight of those kids. Is that right? Yeah, we, we should try to do that. We should try to get, maybe I'll try to get a podcast, try to get a couple of how many kids. Boots. That's interesting. It'd no, be I interesting, mean, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. No, this is interesting. You know, um, it's such a complicated thing. And of course you talk about the coaches and, and, and the escalation and, and the money, you know, I, I keep going back <laughs> when I was at Boston college, Bob Cousy, who took us to two NCAAs and two NITs when that really meant something in my four years there uh, was making $12,000 a year. Now um, John Wooden retired in 1975. And I know for a fact, he was making 35 grand. And uh, you know, so where we are, it's just so unimaginable what's happened. And, 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 you know, the money. I don't listen. I don't like it. I'm not saying I like it at this point, Um, but I, I, I do. Here's why I think they did it. A big part of the reason that, that the NCAA allowed this is because they want to be able to say with name, image, likeness, well, look, we, we gave the players the, tra- the, the one-time transfer waiver, so we're going to put up some guardrails with, with name, image, likeness. They don't, you, you know this, they don't want to pay these kids. They, they didn't want to do anything for name, image, likeness. They had no choice, but they're still going to fight it. And this is just a mess right now because you're going into a point when some of these states are going to allow oh, yeah. kids to get paid for name, image, likeness. Yeah, there's no universal, there's no universal law in place or, or or situation in place for the NCAA where, like by now, they should have this done. You shouldn't be dealing well, with each state. You know, they move a, a glacier-like way. You know, oh, it's, it's painful, and, painful. It's, right. Well, the whole concept of the NCAA, you know, I mean, let's come back in 10 years and see, or five, see where they are. You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we, this is the, people have been hinting about the, the dissolution of it and then the whole start from scratch nature, yep. possibility of college sports. I want to go back and preach. I'm, I'm, I'm mounting the soapbox right. again, just for the sake of, for the hell of it, but uh, no other country does this. And, and uh, we're the only country that does this. Uh, that that it has its institutions of higher learning provide entertainment for the masses, which is what college big time college sports are, and uh, you know we we have come have to come to grips with with the illogical nature of it, quite frankly. <laughs> so there we yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, listen, something needs to change here, and it probably starts with getting Mark Emmert out of there uh, for the NCAA. I mean, how he's been protected this long is absolutely. Uh, mind-boggling but it's a good old boys club and uh former school president other presidents protect them and ultimately there needs to be a change in in leadership uh now like like immediately to try to figure this thing out or else you know it's been talked about for years jim calhoun was the first one to tell me probably 10 years 15 years ago he was like you know what the big boys they're gonna break off they're gonna break off from the 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 mids and the lows and i think this one-time transfer rule is going to even um, heighten that because all these guys feel like now they're, they're just, you know, single A or double A schools and, and every good player they're going to lose for the most part. You know, even if you have a great relationship with that player, well, if you're in a mid-major or low-major and, and a Kentucky, a Duke, even a, 
you know, Kansas State comes calling. Well, how do you tell that kid? All right, yeah, stay here. If he's been there two, three years, how do you tell him? I mean, honestly, like if you're that kid, you're 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 probably Bob saying you're the coach of that kid. Go take a shot at it at this point. You know, play high major basketball. If if they if they were to do that, that would be the complete parallel to what the uh, European soccer world was going through with the twelve the twelve power guys, right? Women their own super league. You know, fascinating. Hey, what what do you think of your uh, your boy Kevin Love last night? Uh, with, with, what, you know, what his... I, 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 I'm so disturbed by it because number one, anytime he, he does something irrational like that, you worry a little bit due to his documented history. Yeah, I don't think you worry. I, I just think it was Kevin Love. Right. I've known Kevin Love since he was. I want to like him. Old. I, I want to like him. I always want to like his game. I want to like him. What he did was pick a indefensible uh, number. It was indefensible. It was unprofessional. And 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 insulting. He basically, people. just threw the ball inbound of the ball. I and people just... listening, go YouTube it or go go Google it. You'll, you'll find it very easily. What he did is you and you and ask yourself. And and I always I often say we should be judicious with the use of the words always and never. I have never seen anything like this uh, in, in 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 not just an NBA game, but in any legitimate level of competition. So. What he does is swat the ball right back and give them a basket. And, and uh, you know, so how they go from here with this is what the question uh, is, you know, uh, uh, I don't want to hear about his level of frustration with teammates and all that. You can't do this. I mean, listen, Insulting you're, you're making $31 million a year oh. right now, $31 million. You've got an, a deal for uh, still another two years. Uh, it's at, at somewhere in that vicinity. Like, come on, man. Like, be professional. Yeah, no, you can't. You can't do that. I mean, uh, no, no, you just you can't. So I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I, he has to be reprimanded seriously in they some can't way. Trade him. The problem is they've tried to get rid of him, but nobody wants yeah. that contract. So yeah. you can't. You can't really get rid of him. I mean, I guess you can try to get pennies on the dollar <laughs> and, and try to get rid of him. You're going to have to take on another crappy contract to be able to unload him. Yeah. No, it's it's a it's a quantity. But if you're if you're Kobe Altman. You got to do something because you don't want to go into next year. You've got some decent young players. And did you see Darius Garland's face no. when Kevin Kevin Love did that last? I mean, it was a joke. Like, come on, you you don't want him around Colin Sexton, Darius no. Garland, some of the other guys like Larry Nance Jr. who plays hard, plays the right way. If I'm Kobe Altman, I'm saying, you know what? Don't come back. You're done. You're done. We're gonna try to trade you. Yeah. If we can't trade you, whatever. We'd rather. <laughs> We'd rather lose without you than yeah, win. No, you got, right. I think that would that, that a very serious message or reaction has to take place here, or else, I, or else it's just disgraceful. It is disgraceful. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I feel bad. I've always, I've always wanted to like his him and his game. And oh boy. I, like I said, I've, I've known Kevin forever. Um, Kevin Love uh, always kind of figured it out. I'll give you the the, the ultimate example. First time <laughs> I ever met him. Um, we're in a crowd. He's, he's like 14, 15 years old at ABCD camp in Teaneck, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And there's about five or six of us around talking to him. And he was like the big thing then. And at the end of it, um, he, he, he thanked, he knew my name and other people's names and thanked us, you know, thanks Jeff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Whoa, a 14 <laughs> or 15 year old, like getting it. Um, he was ahead of his time that way. Uh, he and I haven't talked in, boy, the last time we talked, I think we played blackjack in Vegas 10, 10 years ago. 
but we we don't remember when he came out a few years ago to Boston and and like Rondo yes met him remember they were they were yes. they were luring him the Celtics yes. tour I do so recall I, that. I texted him as a reporter should a couple times when I heard he was coming out and uh through an intermediary he got he was upset that I texted him multiple times and I'm like all you got to do is tell me like whatever hey I, you know I'm coming to Boston but don't report it or or just get back to me and say hey Jeff I can't say anything like I'd known him since he was 14 15 years yeah. old I'm yeah. like just be a man just be a man about it and and he never yeah. did so I'm I'm done well, we'll be it. curious so, to see how the Cavaliers react to this because yeah again if I was Kobe Altman can't go can't just lay there they have to I'd wash my hands of them because again you want those young guys um to have good uh, role models in, in in that locker room. I mean, they're trying to figure that team out and see if they can get them where they're competitive again. But man, for thirty one million, I I I'd, I'd play hard. I'd I'd lock in and, and play hard and and do it for the pride as much as anything else. Well, people, you got to go check this one out. You you you've never seen anything like it. Hopefully, we will not be talking about that again next week, Bob. <laughs> um, thanks to everybody for joining us. Another episode of the Ryan and Goodman podcast. Uh, We will be back next week. Make sure uh, to watch the pod uh, on our Twitter accounts. Make sure to download the pod and listen to it on iTunes, on Stitcher, wherever you listen to it. And uh, give us your feedback as well. But thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.